yeah, Father God, um, we put ourselves into your hands now. Yeah, will you, will you speak to us? Yeah, I pray that we will be open to whatever that means, whatever that looks like. And yeah, Holy Spirit, will you, will you fill us? Will you fill, fill me and do your stuff with my words? Amen. So, um, I don't know about you. Again, I really want to know how you're all doing, actually, and where, you're, where you are all at. But the times we are in, it still feels weird. And there are so many tensions that keep kind of like pulling us in different directions in the whole of life. Um, the word normal that throws up 101 different thoughts and emotions. On one hand, we just want to get back to normal, and we have that feeling. But on the other hand, I think there's a little bit of a maybe an uneasy um, sense or question of just like maybe the normal we were used to, maybe that wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And there's a bit of a sense of a new year, a new season, and with all the exciting potential and possibilities that that can bring, as well as a bit of uncertainty about how the next few months are actually going to pan out. So, weird times. And with that in mind, um, it seems like a good way to start this term is to take a few weeks to have a think about our roots. Like maybe this is a good time for us to reset, to ask ourselves as individuals and as church together who and what we are grounded in. And I, I mean actually ask that question and do a bit of digging into it because I know that you know the answer is Jesus, because it always is. Um, but is he, is he the person that we are genuinely rooted in? And what does that even mean? And what does this really look like in our real lives? So today, the theme that we're taking on is go deep. And we're going to have a look at three things, roots and relationships, roots and real life, roots and our response. And we're going to have a closer look at some of this stuff in the Bible and what Jesus says around this and how we see him living it out. But first we're going to read a bit from Jeremiah, which is a book in the Old Testament part of the Bible. And this is Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. But blessed are those whose trust, who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And I think these verses are a really helpful picture for us as we do this series. Like as we think and talk about our roots over the next three weeks, like let's spend time chewing this picture over. Have a read around the verses, explore the context, get creative. Like what's the encouragement? What's the challenge? What's God saying to you and us through these Jeremiah verses? And I'm just going to leave that with you. Um, when you've got thoughts, like, let me know. Um, I'd love to hear that. 
But we're going to focus on Jesus now. And we're going to read from a couple of different books in the Bible. If you've got a book, uh, book if you've got a Bible, um, in some form that would be really helpful. But the words will also be on the screen behind me as well. So, first of all, roots and relationship. Uh, we're going to read Matthew 22, uh, verses 36 to 38, then John 5, 19 to 20. So this is Matthew 22. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And John 5. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. So Jesus is pretty clear that he is rooted firmly and deeply in a relationship with God, his father. Jesus is rooted in the person and the relationship. And these verses that we've just read, uh, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, the religious leaders at the time. And what he said in these verses was so um, mind-blowing and offensive that it made the religious leaders want to kill him. Like, this is, this is big stuff. And I think as Christians, sometimes um, we can talk quite easily about having a relationship with God. And we don't often give what we're saying and thinking like a second thought. But this, like having an actual living, breathing, real-time relationship with God is huge. And when we look at the two verses, or two sets of verses that we've just read together, um, we get a bit of a glimpse of what um, the old law looks like alongside the new relationship that Jesus is inviting everyone into. For me, laws on their own, as words on a page, rules passed on can be quite dull and boring. And also, I don't like being told what to do. Um, but they feel formal, and they can, um, can feel heavy. And so near the start of the Bible, in a book called Deuteronomy, Moses, he tells the Israelites, he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And I think this sounds great on its own, but... Before these words, in Deuteronomy, the Israelites are given the Ten Commandments and a few extras. Um, And after these words, there's pages and pages of other things um, that they are told that they must do and a load of things that they must not do. Like, it is, it's quite full on. But Jesus intentionally points back to Moses in the Matthew 22 verses we read, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But Jesus doesn't take anything away from the um, part of the old law. And actually, he even underlines these words. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. Not the first and greatest idea or suggestion. 
the first and greatest commandment. So why does it feel different coming from Jesus in this context? And I think it's to do with relationship. When Jesus says these words out loud, they come with the weight of the Son of God speaking. And when we hear them in the context of the relationship that Jesus has with his Father, I think they come to life. So if you think of a human being that you love, are you all there? Thanks. I'm not going to ask you who, don't worry. Um, If I ask you what it's like to love that person with everything you've got, it might move you a bit. You know that you'll do anything. Give everything for that person. Like You love them. It's deep, complicated, it's a choice, it's hard graft, it's fun, and a load of other good stuff. But it's personal. And I think this is similar. So when Jesus tells us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, it's with everything that we've got. Like it's more than just a rule to follow Like it's an invitation to a deeply personal relationship with himself and God. And I love how the verses that we read from John chapter 5, they give us a bit more insight into this relationship. For Jesus, the relationship he has with his father is so deeply rooted that everything he says and does flows from it. So verse 20 says, For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. And as I was reading um, these verses, like this just really like, jumped out at me, and I just think it's so good. Just this, um, yeah, we, the insight of Jesus being the apprentice, like right alongside his father, unashamedly loved, being carefully and intentionally taught, and then released to go and do even greater works than these. Like, for the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Like, this, this relationship is amazing. Like, nothing is held back. All the good stuff the Father has is poured into Jesus with the backing then to go. Like, do the same and then some more. And we see Jesus living out this exact same relationship with his followers in the Bible, don't we? He goes all in with them. He shows them. He teaches them. He gives them all his good stuff and tells them to go. Do what you see me doing. Speak my words. Show people what a relationship with me looks like. Change the world. Go. And I know that you probably know this. But this is the same relationship that Jesus wants to have with us. For us to be closely apprenticed alongside him. To be poured into and released with confidence to go. Again, I think it's one of those things that it's easy to, easy to say and we think we know it, but like it's a little bit bonkers. But... It's true. Like this is the same relationship that Jesus wants to have with us. Like that close, intimate relationship of being apprenticed. 
to be poured into and then released. To, uh, yeah, have a think about that. So, Jesus says a lot of stuff, which is great. Um, for me, like, I always want to know, right, you say this stuff, show me what it looks like. Like, is, is Jesus all talk? Like, what, are, what are these roots? What is this relationship? What does it actually look like for Jesus in his real life? So if we look at roots and real life, the great news is that it's not too difficult to find some real life situations and stories of Jesus living out his roots in this relationship. Um, we're not going to go through every single one, but I've picked out three that I hope can encourage us in our own real lives. And again, just want to encourage you to have a read through the Jesus stories in the Bible and pick out other examples of where Jesus lives this out in real life. And again, let me know what you find. Sometimes, I think when we, when we think about situations where we need deep roots and a strong relationship with God, um, we go straight to the tough times in life. And while this is obviously really important, I think Jesus shows us that good roots are needed for the whole of life. So, um, there it is. Uh, first thing, so we need deep roots in and for the good times. And this is John chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind, that, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 80 to 120 litres. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. You might know this story, um, but Jesus is at a wedding. And I assume, like all of us would be in this situation, he was there to celebrate to have some fun with his friends and family. Maybe he wanted to kick back, to switch off for a moment, because he does seem a little bit ticked off when his mum tells him the wine has run out. But the thing that I love about this is that Jesus doesn't box life into, this is my time, and that over there is my God time. Like Jesus is responsive remembering what he's seen and learned from his father and he's always ready to be interrupted so in this situation he turns water into the equivalent of 160 bottles of wine i did the maths <laughs> and jesus and god they're they're tuned into each other at all times and are up for a good time and a good wedding celebration so we need these roots in the good times. And we also need to have deep roots when life is full. Um, so this is uh, from Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And if you have a read of the context around this verse, you'll see that there was a lot going on for Jesus, which, to be honest, seems pretty standard. There's uh, lots of healing, lots of people wanting his time and attention. And all of this, it's good stuff to be doing, isn't it? Like, it would be easy for Jesus to justify getting his head down and just, like, pushing on. But he doesn't. 
Jesus doesn't take his relationship with his father. He doesn't take his roots for granted. He knows he needs to make time and space so that this relationship, it needs investing in, it needs to stay strong. And roots need careful looking after to grow. And in this case, it means setting an early alarm, which I'm not saying we all need to do. We can do this at any time of day. I'm definitely not doing it early in the morning. But yeah, we need, we need to be investing in our roots and making that time and space when life is full. Um, yeah, how are we staying connected? How are we feeding our roots? And the third thing, um, so we need our roots in the darkest times. Uh, this is uh, Mark 14, verse 36. Abba, Father, he said, that's Jesus, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. When Jesus is totally overwhelmed, emotionally tormented, like trying to absorb the horror that he is about to face, Mark records his first word as being Abba. And Abba means father in Aramaic. Like this is where Jesus turns first to his dad. Like father, father, he said. To this relationship where no filters are needed, where raw honesty and hard wrestling is an essential part of how this relationship works. Like Jesus' pain and turmoil, inner turmoil, it's not taken away. Like Jesus knows the ultimate outcome, but the anguish and the pain is real. And in these few, just few sentences, we see the depth and gritty reality of what Jesus' roots look like when life is unbearably dark. And that might be wrestling that we are really familiar with. You know, when we're in those times where we're, yeah, no filters, talking to God. I know who you are. I know what you can do. I don't want to be in this place that I'm in right now, but I trust you. And I, I just think it's so amazing that we get to see Jesus, like God with skin on, living life in our real world. Because it can be so easy to reduce Jesus to a theory or a nice person who said and did some nice things who sailed through life. And we can make Jesus unrelatable and irrelevant to us in this weirdness of September 2021. Like sometimes we become too familiar with his stories and maybe we want to we do stick Jesus in a box that we only get out on a Sunday. But Jesus doesn't do boxes. He's not easily contained. And he doesn't give up easily. Or ever, actually. So Jesus is going to keep pointing us to the relationship he has with his father. Because he wants to keep inviting us into the exact same life-changing relationship with him. 
like a relationship that impacts the whole of our unpredictable, messy lives and a relationship that is deeply rooted in him. So, what now? Where do we go with this? Oh, I was hoping someone might answer. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, roots in our response. Um, yeah, where do we go with this? Um, I have confessed my lack of gardening knowledge to you before, I think. But one thing I do know is that roots grow. If you buy a seed, it does not come with ready-made, good-to-go roots, does it? Does it? Okay, (laughs) for you. Um, You stick a seed into a pot, you put it in the ground, and it takes time for the roots to grow, to develop, to become the life-giving thing that they're supposed to be. So when it comes to us and our roots, I I think the same applies. There's, unfortunately, no cheat sheet on how to grow the best and deepest Jesus roots quickly and painlessly. There are no quick fixes and no easy answers, which I don't think is as hopeless as it might sound. Because our roots are in a person like in a relationship, they're always going to be a work in progress. And that is a good thing. As we get to know Jesus in different ways, in amongst all the things that life throws at us, our roots will adapt. They're going to grow. And I don't think growing deep roots is a solo project. Obviously, Jesus is well in the mix, but like, what about the people around us? I know for sure that while I can be a bit stubborn and independent, I, I can't do any of this on my own. I need people around me to encourage me, to input into my life so that my roots grow. And people who know me well enough to be able to call me out when I'm neglecting my roots and my relationship with Jesus. And I think we all do. Like we all need each other, don't we? Like we, we can't do this on our own. And whether we like it or not, our roots are connected. And very conveniently, seamless link, um, Stu is going to talk about this next week, aren't you? so we will dig into that a little more next week Um, yeah roots and our relationships and how that works Um, but I'm going to throw out a few things now um, for us to think about and to take away and actually have a bit of space now to do that and Again, I know this is horrendous for some people. It is a joy for others. But if you want to have a chat with uh, someone you're sat next to and you're comfortable doing that, um, maybe you want to chat through some of this stuff um, or pray with each other or something totally different. But these are some things I'm going to throw out. Um, So in Roots, Relationship and Real Life, um, what does a relationship with Jesus mean and look like for you? And are there parts of your real life that you need to get Jesus involved in?
And if we think about roots needing care, time and the support of others, where do you feel like your roots are at right now in this moment? Are there things that you can do to care for your roots and encourage them to grow? Um, Whose roots are you supporting and who is encouraging yours to grow? So, there they are. Um, We have a few minutes now, so uh, yeah, have a think, have a chat, um, go for it.